there are some women, it's not worth it. Most women are not worth it. That's facts. That's <laughs> facts. <laughs> like, 100%. Especially the ones you find at clubs. No judgment. <laughs> <laughs> Just Okay. Welcome to Table Moments, the homies podcast, where we talk about anything and everything, but no politics. I'm your host, in Captain Iman. On the call, we have the kid brother, who's finally making an appearance on our social media. Bilal. Yes, sir. Yeah, how do you feel about that? Hey, it's fun. <laughs> Is it? Yeah, I mean, uh, the I, I want to see the street interviews. I can't wait for that. Yeah, actually, it's I'm surprised. Street interviews, you can get a lot of content. So it's like a six-minute yeah. video. It's a six-minute yeah. video. I was surprised. I was just like, damn. It's you way harder. Yeah, for sure. And I like that we ask weird-ass questions. So, like, yeah. this video is just hater or lover social media edition. Obviously, we talk about, like, are you a hater or a lover? But it's general questions about social media. I think I can make a part two of that. But then I also, because I was asking the random questions about handbags, man bags. And yeah. I, I think that's just a weird question. You're like, are man bags a pass or not? The, the content that we have is actually, <laughs> and I like it to mix between men and women, too. Hey, Jordan. Hey, Jordan. Hey, B3. Welcome to the show. Um, speaking of, like, making videos, like, uh, we had a pretty interesting movie experience, right? Oh, yeah, we did. Going <laughs> to see Creed 3. Yeah. I, like, first off, it took me forever to go see it because I was waiting on this guy to come into town. So you're waiting for uh, I meant to pull up? Yeah. And mm. he didn't even watch all the Creed. So, like, I am, like, a Creed follower. I saw... The two Creeds before this. What about Rocky? No, no, no. I don't do Rocky. You don't, you don't, what? That, that, that follows the, the story too. I heard. But like, I didn't need to see Rocky in order to see Creed first. Adrian! <laughs> he, she hasn't seen it. I mean, I know of them. I know of the running scene up the steps and it's in Philadelphia. I know about all that. But so basically, I was ready for this movie to come out. I saw Jonathan Majors was going to be in it. I was hyped because I saw him in Lovecraft Country. And he's becoming more popular. Yeah, me too. Did you watch Lovecraft Country? Yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah, I was telling your brother about it. Yeah, that's that's what made me like uh, Jonathan Mitch. Yeah, same here. Same here. But then we finally get to go. He's in Chicago. And he picks the date and the time in the theater. Because I don't care. And we go on a Tuesday night, 9-15 show, dining theater, downtown Chicago, or in the loop. And then what happened? I mean, what happened? All right, so my reasoning before I explain what happened <laughs> was it's a Tuesday night. It sounded like your fault. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Tuesday night at 9.15, okay? 9.15. I figured by then, actually, we, we had the conversation about, you know, yeah. there'll probably be fewer people there. We could hit the gym first, all that. Cool. We can grab dinner there. Sounded like a decent thing to do on a Tuesday night. And we go there, and Jordan notices in line while we're ordering food that... There is a lesbian couple who happen to have a kid who happens to be really loud. I'm like, huh, interesting. We go into the theater and it turns out they're going to be sitting in the row in front of us. <laughs> it's, not, it's not just them. So not only is there the lesbian couple, there's, there came with like two other friends. And there was also another little kid there. And they were just like loud, obnoxious, the type of people you wouldn't you wouldn't want to be stuck in a movie theater with. Mm. And we sit down and at first it was okay. Like I guess they weren't there during the previews. 
movie starts and I noticed that the little girl that's with them, she's a little loud. Um, mm. But they they do give her like a phone so she can go on TikTok and stuff. The first thing that happened, she was on TikTok and she was trying to show her mom a video. And the mom while obviously while watching the movie. Well, she, the mom was like, I'm watching a movie right now. You watch that. Next thing I know, the little girl turns the volume up on the video. So I can hear the volume. And for it takes a minute for the mom to realize like the video is playing loud. Then the mom goes, fuck is you doing? Can I curse? Well, she curses at the kid and she was like, turn that shit down. Like we're at the movie. So she yells at the kid and then she takes the phone away from it. And then the kid starts crying. So that was like, literally, that was the first scene. That was the first scene of the movie. And then it just got progressively worse from there. Oh, damn. It started off frustrating and then turned hilarious for me. Y'all should have just left and gone to another uh, movie. No, no, no. There's more to the story. So it escalates. It continues. And then, by the way, this kid is like three years old. Or, <laughs> so we've been told a whole bunch of times. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and she starts getting louder. There was, I think, a dead point where she was quiet for a bit. Then she started escalating, getting louder and louder. And then I guess her mom or her fake dad. The correct term is her male presenting mother. Her male presenting mother picks her up and lets her stand on her on her lap. Now she's in the way of the movie. And then at some point, the kid starts yelling at the parents or the people sitting next to them, throwing F-bombs left and right. This is a three-year-old saying, fuck you. I would have I got up and, and, and asked for a refund. No, at this point, at this point, when I started seeing the shit and they were just escalating and getting louder and louder, and then other people in the theater started going, shh, you know how white people do? Shh. Expecting people who are already being belligerent in a movie theater to quiet down is, I think, a foolish errand. But they tried, and uh, I just started cracking up because this shit was hilarious. You can't make it up. (laughs) In the middle of a movie that's probably PG-13, you see a three-year-old. Then when they start saying telling the the lesbian couple to quiet down their kid they're like stop don't tell us what to do blah blah so now it's starting to turn into a shouting match i was like holy shit fucking hilarious at that point i was like jordan we should leave and she's like oh, i want to finish the movie <laughs> i don't know really? you still watching it <laughs> yeah i mean at this point i was at this point i was definitely just more distracted than anything but I was hoping it would quiet down, but they didn't really start yelling until after we had already decided to leave. And you know your brother, like he thinks everything is funny when it's not funny. So like as they're like starting to yell back and forth, he's like literally laughing. So now I'm low key afraid that he's going to get caught in the crossfire one way or another. And she's going to be like, what the fuck are you laughing at? I wish they would. That shit would have been hilarious. (laughs) It wouldn't have been hilarious because you would have been like you. And then she would have been like, I don't know. It just would have been a situation that I wouldn't have wanted to be a part of. I just wanted to come for a movie. I would have started insulting their motherhood right away. Like, <laughs> this is what you call a sort. You're the most sort. I would have apologized to the kid for having such shitty mothers in front of them. <laughs> yeah, hey, that's why you need fathers in, their, in your life. Bro. <laughs> yeah. Or at least male presenting. Mo- I don't know. <laughs> I think the best comeback that you could have possibly said if she would have started yelling would have just been like, oh, you think I'm leaving to go home? I'm leaving to call CPS. <laughs> Everybody's uh, going to see. Because, I mean, honestly. That's I too mean, mean. But it's true. Yeah, like, it's true. It, what's CPS? Child Protective Services. 
Oh, yeah, that's doing too much. <laughs> no, I mean, <laughs> even just to say it, though, but honestly, I feel like they could, they might not, I mean, they might deserve an evaluation. You bring your three-year-old to the movies at 9.15 at night in the middle of the city to watch a movie that she's clearly not looking at. She's cursing. You're yelling at her in the middle of, which he didn't mention, but she, at some point, she, like, started, like, motioned as if she was like humping the person next to her like she flipped over the seat next to her and i thought she was looking for something behind her seat which is how i noticed it because she was like looking at my feet at this point i was like what are you doing but then the kid goes fuck is you doing and then from that point the kid is just cursing and stuff so honestly there needs to be some type of supervision or evaluation i'm not saying the kid needs to be taken but obviously they could use some type of mentor to or guidance or something but that would have shut her up. She wouldn't have. What? What is she gonna say? Don't call CPS. But when people know better, they do better, right, Jordan? Yes, that's true. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> okay. Well, we walk out of the theater. We ended up getting free passes for the next time we we come back. I guess the person who issued them the tickets was suspecting that they might be a problem, but let them in anyways. So that was a weird thing. I mean, what is she gonna say? I don't know. No. Like, I mean, to what though? The, anybody can come see a movie as long as they have parental, um, they're accompanied by a parent. Um, so it would just be discrimination at that point. I don't think they can discriminate by age, even if it's what? By age? Like, they, if you, you can't tell somebody they can't go see a movie if they have a parent. Don't you have a right to turn to, to not serve anyone you don't want for non-protective class? Yeah. Age is a protective class. Ageism is a thing. So I they needed it. to make a disturbance before they can say no. Likely. Very likely. Yeah, you could probably turn somebody away from being disruptive, which they obviously could have done. I don't know. We tried to salvage the night by getting oh, some dessert. <laughs> <laughs> it was one of those days, below. <laughs> we tried to salvage the night, get some dinner or some dessert. We go to, I guess, a, re a restaurant Jordan's been to. She likes the banana foster cake or whatever it is. I'm not even sure. And we show up. It's supposed to close at midnight. At this point, it's like 10.30. So it's like, oh, we got time. We can actually- We walked there. We walked. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we show up and it looks like they're about to close. And like, hey, are you guys open? It's like, oh no, we're closing. And they're like, what? Your schedule says 12 a.m. And they're like, yeah. And then, they, I don't know, Jordan, you might know this part better. The basically, whoever's at the front just gives feeds us a bunch of lies, like in succession within like a two minute conversation because she says that they're closed. And of course, I pull up Google because I'm like, Google says you don't close till 12. And she's like, yeah, but I don't know the order of her lies. But at one point, she tells us that the kitchen closes at 1030. Because their cooks are hourly, so I guess they can't work fast in 30. At another point, she tells us it's either midnight or it's a decline of business, so there's really no way to tell. At another point, she tells us that as long as you make a reservation, then we can be served even after 1030. And then at another point, she says that every night they close at 1030 unless it's a weekend, even though they open, to, they stay open till 12. They stay open till 12, but their kitchen closes at 1030 every night, which makes no sense unless it's the weekend. So Yeah, that's slow way too many lies and then at the end i walk away because i'm just annoyed at the fact she lied more than anything else but your brother i don't know what he keeps saying but eventually goes yeah okay well we'll see you tomorrow <laughs> no the hell we won't <laughs> yeah yeah I, i'd be like that too you know um just act like i move on 
something else. I'll be oblivious sometimes. Yeah, to me, it doesn't bother me too much. It's like, I'm trying to give you money. If you don't want it, that's on you. Yeah. So Then again, it's, you know, they, they get paid by the hour, you know, so. I guess it's not worth it. For... It's not worth it. I would have left a heavy tip, though. That's the thing. Like, I, I don't That's know. a good point. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like that's just, if you're going to be keeping the restaurant open later, you got you to gotta give them a little. Like Jordan, when we went to Melting Pot, right? That's crazy. We went right when right. they closed. Literally a minute. We got there a minute before the Melting Pot closed for dessert. And the dude let us in. So I was like, yo, I got to tip this guy heavy. So I did. And, uh, What's your rule for tipping heavy? Like, what does tipping heavy mean? What does tipping normal mean? And what does tipping heavy mean? Normally, I'm between... I, I make the math easier. So I just take whatever the, the price is, move the decimal point over times two, and then 20%. round... It's usually slightly less than 20% because then I, I don't factor in like change and stuff. So it okay. falls between 15 and 20%. But if it's like like what he did, I'm going 25, which is what I ended up doing. Mm. So yeah, if it's something like that, I'll probably do 50%. Okay. Whoa. Look at Bill oh, over here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, it's just like, you know what I'm saying? He, he, he keeping it open just for us. Nigga, that's, that's top level. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it and wasn't I've just for it, us. They, there were other customers there. He just didn't have to let us in. And so I was like, ah, okay. It's cool. Mm. We're not... If we were just the only ones, yeah, I could see that. But there were other people there still finishing up dinner. So I was like, okay. But you let us in. And we yeah. were only there for dessert. So it was going to be a long thing for us either. So I was like, yeah, I'll throw in 25%. Not a big deal. Yeah, well, me and Abdu did uh, when we were at like, a hookah lounge uh, hella late. Like It was supposed to close, but... We had like uh, some girls and a couple, like a few, few other friends come pull up too. So um, we're like, uh, "Hey, can, can we really stay, please?" Like we 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 built a rapport with them, you know, because we've been there so many times. And he's like, "You know what? I got y'all." Uh, but you know, I, I'm staying out here later. And he's like, "Abdi was like, you know what? We're gonna cover you good." And then the hookah is like around forty dollars, forty five, but we got like two, so it's eighty dollars. And then we tipped him two hundred. Damn. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, and the dude was so happy. We're like, good. yeah, yeah. He, he plugged us. You know what I'm saying? Like he, yeah. he kept it open just for us. Yeah. You got to treat people right when they do you favors. Hundred percent. No, or two hundred percent. Yeah, baby. No, th- if you oh, so you guys gave him two hundred, including your bill, right? Yeah. Okay, so that's like tipping a hundred percent. That's yeah. not bad. That's not bad. Especially yeah. if they left it open, just serving you guys. Yeah, yeah. It's cool. It's cool. I mean, that's the way to live. I mean, having enough money that you can just, like, take care of people. Or not even that. Like, you just don't deal with the bullshit riffraff that everyone else has to deal with. Just, mm. like, you show up at a grocery store and there's a long line. You just go up to the person who's checking out. Can I check out with you? I'll pay for your shit. And then, like, oh, yeah, totally. And it's like, all right, scan your things, drop a couple hundos, and bounce. That mm. could be a video idea if you just go to Walmart and do that. Oh, just pretend like I'm in a rush. <laughs> yeah, or just like skip the line. Like people would actually appreciate that. I don't know if it's efficient I mean, to do it to people that could actually use the grocery money, probably. But yeah, I guess you can like target people who look like they could use, or if they're like getting baby formula or diapers. I mean, like they they they've. I don't know if you still want to do it because there've been videos like that already. Okay. Oh. You, yeah. Yeah, it'll be a good twist for our audience because our audience is probably not the same audience they have. I oh, know it would be interesting. 
I, I, that's the kind of not having to deal with bullshit, lubricating life, basically. And that's what I guess money does. So like Jordan, we were talking about like, I have to learn how to care more about money, or at least that's the conclusion I came to. So maybe this could be the driving factor behind it, not having to deal with bullshit. Because I don't care about stuff. I don't care about nice shit. I mean, like whatever I want, I can get at a very affordable price, even if it's considered nice. I don't care to travel just for the sake of traveling, but I'll do it if I'm with somebody. So maybe the key to my motivation of making a lot of money could be, I don't have to deal with bullshit. I can lubricate my life. I don't wait in lines at airports. I just go directly to the hangar of JSX. It's not private jet, but it's sort of like business class, but secluded from the rest. Um, Like automatically, I'm boarding group A on every Southwest flight because I pay for it. you know, you know um, actually, uh, can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like when we uh, went to like a club or like a, a hookah lounge or something, um, and it was like super packed and you can't get in. There's a long line. Mm. The, there'll be like rich dudes uh, going up to the front, cutting everybody. And it's like uh, giving a hundred dollar tip to the to the guard. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, OK. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They, they, they don't waste time. Yeah. They don't waste time. Or even like in a situation like that, go to the club and just buy bottle service for some random dudes to give them the night of their life. That'd be a hilarious video to make. Nah, that, nah that's a waste. Of, that's a waste of money, bro. Bottle service? Yeah, but they charge you thousand dollars. Is that what you guys paid when you guys got bottle service? I didn't pay that shit. Oh. I don't drink. Oh, okay. Wait, I thought you were telling me at that time you guys went to the club or something. Well, I don't drink. You know the other other Nikki, uh, they do, but. Um, I paid like a smaller fee, like a, I think half of it. Okay. You dr- you paid half of it not to drink any of it. Yeah, because wow. you know it's the table. You're at the table, and then apparently, like okay. women are supposed to come to you, but that's cat. <laughs> you gotta bring the women. <laughs> you gotta bring the women to you, bro. Damn! Even when you got the money, when you got the table, you got the status of sitting in that secluded area. You got the bottles. You still gotta work for the girls. Hundred percent, bro. Like, uh, but if. It's easier working though. Uh, like yeah, this was like three years ago, four years ago. I forget. Um, I, yeah, when we got the table, I was like, we were waiting for a whole hour and a half. I'm expecting women will come, you know, at least one. You know what I'm saying? And then there'll be a woman on the side, just like but uh, hanging on the side. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, uh, she could come in, right? But I didn't tell her that. I'm like, I'm expecting her to come in, but she's not. And I was like, in the last thirty minutes, I was pissed, like. I'm really spending money to be at this table for nothing. What the fuck? <laughs> and then I, I was so pissed. I got up. I went to some of the women. I was like, hey, do y'all got a table? They're like, uh, no. All right, come follow me. I got you. <laughs> and I kept bringing like four or five different groups. And then we started having women on the table. I brought like hella groups of women. And then now like all the niggas got people to talk to. Yeah, bro. I was like, bro, I can't believe I'm wasting my money for just being at a table bro yeah. yeah i mean the thing is like from the time that i did spending clothes when people have like vips or vip tables or bottle service they're usually celebrating something so i have been invited like sections like that before but the thing is i would never invite myself because you're obviously there to celebrate and plus i don't drink like that anyway nor do i care for attention so perhaps like the women that really care for attention and see you don't have people there would come but even if they did, what are they going to say? Hey, can you pour me a drink? 
or hey don't i look good you want me to sit with you like what is she supposed to say if she approaches the table that you purchased so you can enjoy your night nigga have game that's it that's all i ask have the game like we have game for y'all you know what i'm saying no, 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 no. Here's the thing, Bila. Here's the thing, Bila. Understanding from the woman's mindset, you're expecting them to put themselves out there to a group of guys who are at who have a table or some like secluded area. That's asking way too much of women, dude. Way, way too much. But all they gotta do is just say, "Hey, how you doing?" You know what I'm saying? And just that's it. That's a little way. That's a little way in, and you're in there. No, no, no. I get it, but that's still too much for them. Because, like, what Jordan's saying, like, they're presuming, they're in their heads, bro. Like, so here's the thing. Here's the thing. Maybe for a girl out there who's entrepreneurial, you can do this as a service. You can bring girls over. Obviously, girls are interested, right? Free drinks, one. Two, maybe you guys have some cloud or some connection. So you, you have the wealth or the, at least the implied wealth there because you guys are spending money. And you have a bunch of guys, whatever, and then you maybe have conversations and get to sit down, whatever. That's So there's a lot of factors. So it's easy to bring girls over because all you got to say is, like, we got a table. Now, a smart girl who's entrepreneur, entrepreneurial could be like, hey, fellas, if you guys need me to bring girls, I got you for a cut or, like, a fee, like 100 bucks or something. And all they got to do is just bring girls like, hey, let's go talk to those guys over there. It's like, oh, but I don't know. It's like, no, no, no. Like they do the job so that guys don't even have to do the approach. Uh, that's a that's a that would be a smart woman, bro. That would be a smart woman who she does that, bro. Yeah, any yeah. ladies who go to the clubs often enough, and you could do that, you could be that service, and all it's just work. All you got to do is meet with the guys and say, Hey, girls aren't just gonna come here, let me do that for you. Just give me a cut or give me I a see, piece. I see. Like if 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 the waiters uh want to make extra cash, mm. you know what I'm saying? They're like, who do you want? Uh, you know, in here, you know, I can get that for you. Um, you just pay me a side fee, you know. And then right there, she so could chop it up with some of the ladies around. Yeah, that's that, easy that, money. That's, that's easy money. You know, say so they're working already, and they could make tip extra t- payment on top. Yeah, dude. Like, but yeah, I don't know. Expecting women to like put themselves out there. By themselves, too. Like, because you went up there and it's like, hey, join us. It was an open. You gave them the open. But women aren't going to yeah. make the open themselves. It's a very rare girl who's just going to be out there. On top of the That's fact crazy. that, like, I wouldn't care. Like, I'm already in a club. So, like, I guess this is just my personality. And maybe this doesn't matter. But I'm already in a club. Nobody can hear me in a club because I'm so soft-spoken. Like, people come up to me all the time. Oddly enough, like, try to give me hugs. Like, oh, you're so cold. Like, they hit on me. But I don't talk to them. But the thing is, I'm not going to go up to a dude, especially not a dude in VIP, because I wouldn't do that, like, normally. Like, if I like somebody, I guess I could talk to somebody. But I guess my point is, like, the type of guy that I would like, if he's in VIP and he sees me, he would come to me anyway. Hey, I know you're alone. Or, hey, I see you here with your friends. You don't really seem to be dancing with anybody. If you don't want to dance, do you want to come chill? I'm just kind of chilling. If you do want to dance, how about we dance together in the section? It's easy. It, I don't think it should come to you. I think it facilitates you getting the girls. If guys knew this going in, getting the table, the drinks, all that, still you got to approach, then skip, yeah, the, skip the drinks and just go approach. <laughs> like, get yeah. the table, go approach. That's it. Like, I mean, would you buy the table for any? They, I think it was an opportunity to flex and maybe have girls come through. But if all the guys 100%. are disappointed, yeah. 
Guys don't buy this shit just because I guess there are some dudes if you guys are They don't give a fuck about a table, bro. It's just yeah. It's, it's just like we could be in my apartment hookah. smoking hookah, yeah. drinking drinks. There's no reason we got to exactly. spend $1,000 a bottle for sure. 100%. Unless it's for girls. If that's the case, if you're going to spend 1,000 bottles at a night anyway, go find a girl and just buy her drinks all night. You would spend far less, far less just yeah. buying girls drinks at the bar and talking to them than buying a table. Yeah. Now, the table does give you clout and everything, but even then, obviously, the girls you're going to attract are the ones who are just looking for the drinks and the clout and the the image of them being at the table and maybe maybe you chop it up with the girl and she really feels you or not but whatever but even then i don't think i should be buying girls drinks like that either like if she's not inter interested in you then no nah, i mean you, you, if you have a table you don't need to buy her a drink you already have drinks in your table yeah, you spent a thousand dollars for the drinks yeah <laughs> No, no, no. I mean, like, if the alternative is, like, instead of getting the table and you and you got to approach anyways, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. you might as well just, if you want to buy a girl drink, you could buy girls drinks as an opener. But even then, when you're setting up the, the, the opening that way, it's just going to, it feels transactional. And yeah. She knows why you're buying the drink, you know? Yeah. They don't care. That's why I hate. I know. That's why girls I hate. Will take, girls will take free drinks. They'll take For free sure. drinks. They do. They will come to your table, take the free drink, and leave y'all asses to yeah. go dance with their friends. <laughs> so why buy the table? I don't. I don't think guys understand how many women out there are actually assholes. Like, imagine, like if you reverse the gender, not it wouldn't even make sense if you reverse the gender because there's no way girls would just openly buy drinks for guys and then not get attention or some whatever. I'm just saying, like, I think guys hold women to such a high standard of like innocence and good character that they don't realize women can be assholes just like men and a lot of them in the club scene accepting drinks knowing the guy wants more will take it and then leave his ass which i don't know it's kind of part of the game like you go to the club you're buying strange women drinks or women that you don't know drinks based on how attractive they are you can't really have a conversation but you're buying them a drink to have spend time with them like, you know what's crazy you know what? what's crazy like, I know these women have money for drinks. Like, why are you asking for free drink? Who's asking? You, know you just said you had to go get them. <laughs> no, because they know this is going to be offered. See, they have the money. But they if, do. It's, if it's given to them, why would they pay for it? No, do you remember? Do you remember? I'll tell you, for example, like when we did the street interview, remember that one girl's like, oh, are you going to buy me a drink first? Uh, you know, in exchange for an interview. But uh, her friends were willing to pay for her. What you know mean? what I'm saying? I mean, um, well, before that, before that moment. Yeah, I remember that girl, but it's like, I was trying to play it off and be like, yeah, just use my uh, code name and they'll hook you up with some drinks. <laughs> I don't, yeah. She just wanted free drinks and I'm not interested in giving any. I don't know. I've never, how is that a good opener? It just never, if, if she's not, especially in a club scene, you can't hear much. They, it's loud as hell. People are drunk. They're not rational. They're not being rational actors there. They're looking to have a good time. Women typically go with their friends, just looking to dance. Maybe have some guys hit on them if they're attractive enough. But generally speaking, it's losing. It's a place where a lot of men lose. Unless, you, obviously, the attraction thing helps. If you're attractive, you don't have to buy a girl drink. She'll buy you drinks. As long as you show her a little bit of attention. Um, but well, who? Why? What do you mean? Well, I, I don't think there would ever be a situation where I buy a guy a drink in a club. What if he says, hey, um, <laughs> Not you get the first one, start. I'll get the second one. And I don't even drink, bro. Okay. 
So like, why would I like guys aren't interested in drinking guys are interested in getting laid. So why do I need to buy him a drink? With that understanding. Because you're, you're interested in him. Yeah, if she's interested in him. I mean, if I'm interested in him, I'm not buying him a Remember drink. when we went to Hawaii? Okay. Yeah. Going? Lady bought, was it me or us? I think it was me. It had to be us or I. Like, nah, there's no way I let somebody buy you a drink and just sat there. Oh, no. I remember getting a free drink from a lady who had a company card. Oh, right. But, like, why? I think they played it off better than I don't know if it was, like, I think it was more so she bought y'all a drink, but we knew it was for you. Oh. Uh, I don't okay. think it was just blatantly, hey, I know you're with her, but here's a drink for you. Nah, that wouldn't have flew. I don't know. Uh, I know. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I got a free drink there. <laughs> yeah, so. I remember that. I don't think it was that blatant, though. It wasn't like, hey, this drink is for him, from her. Yeah. But, I mean, like, if women... No, because, like, I don't know. Clubs, I don't... They don't seem like places where a lot of men win. So I'm just like, why even be there? I think dudes just need to bring their own, like, surely if you have five dudes that are all putting in for a table at a club, one of those dudes has to have a girl that they're attracted to in their life. Maybe it's not a girlfriend, maybe it's not a wife, but all you need is one girl to be associated with any of you five guys and tell her to bring her friends. Mm, that way oh, you so bring them. All the um, guys get, get laid through that one friend? Isn't it? It's not even, well, I'm not going to go as far as to say they get laid. I'm not really concerned with okay. um, their penises and their sex drive and whatever else that goes into that. But if you want girls in a section, that's an easy way to do it. You meet new people. And then on top of that, when you, when people see that there are girls in the section and you're not really pressed about them, but you come out of your section to see somebody else and say, hey, there's a couple people in my section. We just all came as friends. Any chance you want to chill, talk a little further, maybe grab a drink. People are going to be more likely to come because it's not just a table full of dudes. Yeah, because women automatically have that level of suspicion if it's just guys. Yeah, y'all are creeps. See? Well, you see what guys are going on, listener? This is what it's like, <laughs> man. <laughs> so fuck these places. <laughs> and y'all fall for it every time. Yeah, we'll get a table. For who? No, that's the thing. If you're going to, I don't know, if you're going to hang out with their friends, whatever. Yeah, you might as well like, make passes at her friends. You guys go dinner somewhere or... Like, I don't understand the club part. It, it, I don't know. Maybe I'm just sensitive to loud noises and dark and people yelling and drunk people. But I don't know. I see. Yeah, bro. Uh, it's, it's tough, man. They, they, they really do see, see creeps at first. Yeah. And you got to yeah, change that mindset. Like, it's a lot like Make, sales, right? Like, as soon as the salesman yeah. comes up to you, you're already automatically suspicious. That's what you're dealing with with girls. Like, mm. you know what could help, though, fellas? What? A wedding ring. <laughs> a wedding ring helps. A wedding ring helps. <laughs> because automatically, you have the social proof that another woman actually trusts you. Unless you're gay. That's true, but I mean... Honestly, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I want to try, try that out. I got to get that test because... Um, I'll let you know how it goes. Yeah. In the club, it's not going to work. Yeah, in the club doesn't make I, sense. I think, I, think, I think what it is is that... Um, kind of sense that you you've been having sex. I think that's what that is, like a pheromones or some shit, some chemical shit. I don't know how to explain it. You know, know like uh, you know what I'm saying. I don't know. I that's think it's wild. just like a signal. It's a signal that you are taken, that there is a woman in your life, that you're vetted basically by a female. Because women trust other women. I don't know why, but they do. I and know you don't, but other women do. 
like like you said, like you are automatically have a suspicion of guys. Actually, that's facts. By themselves. That's that's one hundred percent facts because uh, I did have like a so there was a, I had a friend who actually um, I was talking to her friend and uh, I wasn't thinking anything of her, but then my close friend actually talked to her and told her what a good guy I am. And then she wanted to start talking to me. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, it's switch 180. Like, like, she started feeling me after, you know, they talked with each other. You know what I'm saying? So women, women like, really trust women, bro. I can understand the evolutionary reason why. But, um, because women are generally more communal. But, um, like, even what you were saying, Jordan. Like, wh- when you go to the club, you find one of your, one of the guys has a girl who brings her friends. And so there are other women there. And so now when you leave the group, the table, and you want to bring other, uh, you see a girl you're interested in, you have the social proof of other women and as being acceptable. So this automatic suspicion of guys who are alone or just a group of guys versus just having women there changes the way other women treat men. So, and here's the, here's the catch-22 of it all. If you're a man who's alone, it's harder to get a girl interested in you than if you have a girl already around you. Now, it could be even a platonic relationship, whatever, but still, just having a girl around you is enough to lower the suspicion that other women will have. And so it makes dating easier, which is, I think, the valid, a valid case for having female friends. I think it can go both ways. I agree. Both I agree. ways? Yeah. So, like, as a person that goes to clubs and or dance parties or whatever. And I'm just kind of like off to myself because I don't usually go with anybody. But if I do this one thing. So as a person that's a loner, if I see a guy that's alone and he approaches me, I would talk to him versus if he's with five other dudes. Because now you essentially, you judge him. Birds of a feather flock, flock together. So the only information I know about him, if I had even noticed him before, is who he came with. So if for if we use the example, if he has a table and he comes with friends, and then he comes and gets me, I'm looking at who's already at his table. So if it's a whole bunch of women that are, like, dressed half-naked, really drunk already, like, twerking, standing on tables, doing all... I'm not going, because I know if that's who you associate with, that's not who I am. So I know I'm not going to be comfortable there. But you're you're different, you know what I'm saying? Like, a lot of these women that go out, they be the same women, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so if if I was a woman that twerked on tables, it'd be perfect, but... Mm -hmm. It, it can work either way. So basically, like, I think if you have friends, it can work because now you seem more social and trusted. But also your friends, especially in spaces where it's dark, think people are drunk, people are making questionable decisions and are uninhibited. It can work against you as well for people that at least watch the company that they keep. If you're just looking for a drink, then it probably doesn't matter who you go get a drink from. But yeah. I always have to remind myself, like the average person is like fucking stupid. Like, they like, they're operating like animals, like, base desires, you know, that's just how they operate. And so, because I have to remind myself, like, especially with this, like, social media thing, I don't understand why people like what they like or why people do what they do, because none of it makes sense to me. But I just have to accept that the average person likes this stuff. And so make them stupid, though. That could just make them have different interests. I don't know. Like, if you end up waking up, you stay up late at night to 3, 4 a.m. partying, then you feel like shit on Sunday, and then you got to go to work on Monday, and you repeat this whole thing again and again. Like, I don't it know. It works for them. They get something from it, which is fine. 
like whether it's meeting new people, whether they spend all week at a job they hate and it's just to make ends meet or it's obviously just to have a job, then maybe the weekends is all they have. So they want to go all out and have fun on Saturday. And I don't blame them. Uh, I, I don't think it's a good idea, though, like. Like like with drinking though, it it ruins your your mood and and hurts your body and all that. You know, it has a lot of negative effects. You feel me? Yeah. So if it was yeah. no drinking and going out, then yeah, I get it. That 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 makes sense. You know what I'm saying? You, you just want a release or or some sort of uh you know stress relief or something. You know? I don't know. I mean, like also yeah, the drinking I think complicates the whole thing. Makes it so much worse than just hanging out with friends at, late at night because. I mean, alcohol is kind of a poison to the body. And then on top of that... It is a poison. It is a poison, yeah. Yeah, the inhibition that comes with it. So now you're in risky situations. I think it's worse for women, but, I mean, let them do what they want to do. Like, I'm not going to... Here's the thing. I can call it stupid, but I think people have a right to behave how they want to behave. So as long as long as people aren't here trying to, like... I don't know. A lot of Captain Save a hoes out here trying to save people from things that they want to do. If they want to do it, let them do it. But it's just like, I don't think, I don't know. I've heard stories. Guys like, yeah, your girl went out with her friends and now she came home and she's throwing up in the toilet and you're holding your hair back. It's just like, what the fuck? Why? I think people can slip up. I mean, if it's every weekend, then that's obviously a lifestyle that you're choosing. But somebody can go out and get sick. And hopefully they wake up the next morning and they're just like, yeah, I never want to do that again. But I don't think like making grand sweeping judgments about one-offs serves anybody. That's a warning to guys out here. There are some women, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. Most women are not worth it. That's facts. That's <laughs> facts. <laughs> like, 100%. Yeah. 100%. 100%. Uh, yeah. Especially the ones you find at clubs. No good. Quote of the day. That's perfect. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's uh, Jordan's quote of the day. Yeah. Maybe I had to say it for it to be acceptable. Yeah, if we just 100%. said it, then we're just a couple of dudes on a podcast. We're misogynist, bro. <laughs> no, we're not even that. It's just like, do you know, like a, a common comment that people leave on our page on TikTok is like, oh, another couple dudes who have a podcast. It's like, bitch, we started this shit three years ago. Like, this is it, a recent phenomena for us. But whatever. People believe what they want to believe. They come out with the weak insults, and I like to troll them back, and it is what it is. But They're not worth it either. They're not. They're not at all. But yet, you choose to entertain them, just like whoever chooses to entertain women at clubs and whoever chooses to entertain when their girl comes back and they have to hold her hair back. People choose what they want to entertain, despite most people not being worth it. They serve a purpose. They are engagement. And I know with my reply, they'll reply again. So that's more engagement. It's work because I could ignore it. But then, like, why would I leave the free money there? I can take it. I can get them to leave a reply comment. And then when I feel like it's not going to go anywhere after that. I just ignore them just to troll them one last time. Because that's the worst of it all. When they write a paragraph and then you don't reply. <laughs> I've even left comments where people, especially on Instagram, I don't know why. Instagram haters, they like writing essays. And when they do, I just, <laughs> I reply, I didn't read your essay, but you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun. It's fun. And people get real emotional. It's like, I thought I was trying to be rational, blah, blah, blah. And here you are being immature. 
<laughs> I'm like, yeah, whatever. And then I don't reply to that. <laughs> hey, if they do that, that's how you know they don't got much going on in life. It's fine. I mean, I'm glad I am the an outlet for their outrage. Because, you know, like, I think everybody has that animalistic need for conflict and combat. But now the best way, the best outlet that most people have, because their bodies have become weakened, now all they have are the Twitter thumbs. I'm like, all right, whatever. Their bodies I, have become weakened? What does that even mean? These are not people who are fit. So you're calling their bodies weak? Yeah, their bodies are weak. They are physically weak. They don't, they don't exercise. Their bodies are unstructured. <laughs> They are jelly. They are jelly. Yes. I would not be surprised if they are in the... Some people can't what? Can't help it. Why are we talking about exceptions here? That's fine. (laughs) You're saying most people can. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's fine. It's it's cool. It's cool. But uh, yeah, man. It's weird. Hopefully this podcast episode could be useful to a lot of the homeboys out here. Because like everything I've noticed is like centered around helping women. It might not seem like it, Jordan. But it is. And <laughs> I'm like, you know what? We don't have to just drink the narrative. We can, like what Kevin Samuels, uh, I don't know. Kevin Samuels, he helped. And I like the, the energy for sure. And I think people like the energy too, which is why he, he got popular. The whole shitting on women thing. Uh, I like to say things as they are. And a lot of women will disagree with me. But I mean, the facts play out in the field and people can judge for themselves what they want to believe. But I think one of the weaknesses that men have is we don't cooperate with each other because I think there's this natural competition that men have amongst ourselves that I don't think, I don't know if women know if that, that, that exists. And so it's like, we don't have to live that way. This isn't um, homo sapiens versus homo erectus bullshit. We are civilized beings and we live in a world where our minds or what matter more than our animalistic tendencies. So, and then we also have to check our egos and realize, like, look, if we want a better world, we have to cooperate. And yeah, there is an imbalance because women do cooperate with each other, as what we were talking about earlier. They are communal. They trust each other. They use groupthink to help make decisions and shortcut decision-making processes. Now, if men cooperated, then we can actually make a better world for everybody. So that's where I'm at. And I might get screwed every now and then by dudes who can't put aside their combative egos. But that's fine. That's just breakage. Whatever. We should bring up this topic in interviews. Street interviews. What? Men cooperating with each other? No. Um, I mean, yeah. That too. But uh, the bars shit too. Uh, the bars. Like, all right. Uh, yeah. Uh, stuff that we talked about. You should, you should do it with uh, you and Jordan around Chicago. It'd be funny if, um, or interesting, let's just say interesting, this isn't necessarily club related, but if you did interviews, and this might be something that would be good with a girl and a guy, asking people advice for how to um, approach women and how to approach men. So like you see an attractive woman at a grocery store, what's your advice for getting their attention? Like you, you, approach, you approach people and ask them what are the best ways to approach men or women. And then they give you advice, and then we actually act that out. So somebody's going to say, well, just go up to them and ask them how their day is, blah, 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 blah. And then the next clip, or we get all this advice, and then we actually try it out to see which is the best advice and what happens. Because people like to see rejection. Okay. I, okay. I like that. I like that. <laughs> Let's That's do it. a Let's great do it. idea. It's, it's, yeah. it's more it's interactive. Like, yeah. It's like, all right, you got to go up to a guy, like, for a, yeah. 
or like someone a girl says all right you got to go up and say hey what are you making for dinner tonight and then cuts to the scene that's raunchy no but you just said you wanted to get away from no 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 no. it's the advice that they gave i'm just giving an example like a lady says hey just ask her like some bullshit about like dinner or like if I don't know, whatever advice someone on the street would give and then just cut to the scene. That's a, that's, that's a great way to frame the video, too. Oh, man. Obviously, there'd be a lot of L's, but I'm... That, it's just... They'd be funny. They'd be funny because then you can get people's reactions. Like, yeah. obviously, 100%. some people are going to be in relationships. Some people are going to go for it. Some people are not going to go for it. And all of it's going to be humorous, depending on how you cut it and edit it. And the cool thing is, because it's for performance, you can be more relaxed about it. Because mm-hmm. I think that's the thing, like, the secret, because I, I assume there would be cases where actually it actually works. The advice actually works. And it, it comes through probably in the confidence of the delivery. I can myself be pretty good at approaching people because people are just people. But we've talked about this before. I think on from your uh, lives, people asking like how to pick up dudes at the gym and stuff like that. We could even do like an experiment where we get people's input about the best ways to pick up guys and then like do every and this is gets a little more tedious, but we do every method like maybe just 10 times arbitrarily. I'm going to say 10 times. And of those 10, we'll see which one is the most effective and then people can go from there. That's your analytics side coming out for sure. Oh, sorry. (laughs) <laughs> no, it's cool. It's cool. Like, and then just like, all right. Statistically speaking, you have a seventy percent chance if you use this line versus this. Yeah. And it's like, all right. <laughs> Here's the thing. I don't know if it would be that much harder. Like, if if you ask guys, what's the best way for a girl to approach you in the grocery store if she's interested in you? And then guys would just say, just say hi, you know. And it would work because guys, if they are single, they will be open to it. Because it's just like, all right, go say hi. I say hi. And they're like, hey. And then there's just awkward silence. So you almost have to have a follow-up. Like, if this was natural for me, I would probably not go up and say hi. But No, um, I'm just saying, like, if a guy... uh, Guys hitting on girls is different than girls hitting on guys. Girls hitting on guys is just like, you just got to be around. And it's his job to handle it. So, I mean... Yeah, I've seen videos where women try to pick up a guy... And I sort of got to have no game. I'm like, wow, this is impressive. You know what I'm saying? Like all the game that, you know, that's been shown to you and you can't even. They didn't pick up any of it. All the times they've been hit on, they didn't learn. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) Like, I'm like, y'all slow, bro. You can't even. Like, it's crazy. It's crazy. Uh, It's hilarious. It's like maybe there needs to be a pickup We can help these women. We can help these women be like. Okay, h- how does a guy approach you? And then they'll they'll explain it. I was like, uh, could you try that on a guy? Um, and do you think you you would actually be able to get his number? And if they say yes, hey, let's let's uh, why don't we give it a try? And, because you know, y'all don't do nothing but say, "Can I buy you a drink sometime?" Nah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think nah, it just comes down to conversation. It just comes down to conversation. Can you hold a conversation about nothing right. to someone, some stranger? So this is even beyond just like men women thing. Like, even with, like, you're at a bus stop or you're in the grocery store picking out some dark chocolate and can you have a conversation with the guy who's trying to buy some chocolate because to replace his smoking habit? Like, that's just random shit you got to be able to do. Um, Just as a general life skill. And it turns out it also helps with, like, just talking to girls, too. So um, I think that's the lesson you can teach. 
I mean, I feel like I can have, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. But I feel like I could low-key have a whole class of how to pick up guys. Not that I pick up guys often because I don't care to. But. Yeah, yeah. I think here's the thing. I I had that video about like where introverted women really are. Like they're isolated. They normally don't go out. They do everything by themselves, and they don't really spend time in clubs or in places where people typically mate. Um, so a lot of women are like, "Yeah, that's me. That's me. That's me. Where do I find these guys?" And I told you before that they were like DMing me. They've even some of them have even brought it up on the lives. There's a need here, and perhaps you could address it. I can address it. Actually, I'll drop a gem on your podcast. I think the best formula, and I'm just kind of talking out the side of my head at the moment, for picking up guys, for women that don't usually run into guys, or guys don't usually approach them because they're not out socially, go someplace you enjoy. You have your set of interests because you spent all this time by yourself, so hopefully you know yourself. So whether that's the library whether that's the gym, whether it's it's the grocery store or a restaurant that you like. You see a guy that you find attractive, approach him, not creepily, just casually. If it's at a restaurant, maybe go next to him and give him a very objective compliment and say it's objective. Objectively speaking, you're really attractive. And by then he's already opened up. Now you just start a regular conversation. I'm not hitting on you, but you did catch my eye. I assume you have a girlfriend, and if so, I just want to say, like, I appreciate your presence. Have a good day. If he doesn't have a girlfriend, boom, you're in there. Oh, I don't have a girlfriend, but I appreciate If he does have a girlfriend, then he's like, oh, thank you, love. I so be subtle. Yeah, but tell him. Tell him up front that you're interested in some way. You're attractive. And then after that, just start a conversation. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. That's good advice that women will never do. That's stupid. 100%. They should. <laughs> they should do it, but they would never do it. But why? I don't, They're like, I don't, deathly like, afraid of rejection, Jordan. There is no rejection. You're not asking him to give you a compliment back. You're not asking him to give you your, give you time. You're not asking know, him for anything. But in their head, if it's a guy that they're interested, that they're even in the back of their head hoping it becomes more, it feels like rejection if he doesn't follow it up with like the conversation and actually continuing it on. So it's good advice. It's very good advice. It's being direct and upfront, which is what guys appreciate. It's honest. And it's a green light. Guys know what to do from there. Most guys know what to do. But women would never do it as a whole. You are different. Then they're going to stay single. Exactly. They will stay single. And that's, that's the tough thing. And so my advice to these ladies is online dating. Just you don't even have to do the work. You, you're going to have to filter through a bunch of guys and a bunch of dudes sending you inappropriate pictures and whatever. But, I mean, at least you'll get some fucking results there. You will get results. But the thing is, like, online dating doesn't work for me as well as, like, it could in the real world. Like, I don't know. I've never, like, there's, well, there's only been a couple times where I've seen a dating app from the perspective of somebody else. And if you have, like, obviously pictures matter, what you say matters. I have no clue what women say on dating apps. But, like, whenever I've met up with people on dating apps, it's always, wow, you look better than your pictures. Or, wow, like, I didn't expect this from your profile. So, if women typically navigate the world without feeling like they have something to prove to anybody, that's going to reflect in their dating apps. So, they're not going to get the matches that they deserve. Uh, again, you're different in this because women never look as good as their pictures. So 
person in my picture? Or are you saying I look as good as I do on my... No, that can't be true. Wait, say that again? I was I'm, I was trying to make a moment. You're saying that I look as good as I do on my picture. You like, do look fine. better than your pictures, for sure. I, I, saw, I remember the pictures you sent me. Like, yeah, you definitely look better than your pictures, for sure. You are an exception, not the rule. Just Why saying. say that? Yeah, but it's true. It's true in so many ways. And it's hard to understand, I know, because you're you. <laughs> but you are like you'd be surprised like the kind of things girls put on their profile is hella basic the pictures are always old or they use myspace angles or they're using filters or it's like lots of makeup and then when you see them in person they're usually 10 to 20 pounds heavier they're older whatever it's very rare to run into women who look better than their pictures very rare it's happened but it's rare. But I mean, if they're like introverted women, they stay fit, whatever, used honest pictures, ladies use honest pictures, um, you'll be surprised. And, and yeah, and most women don't even know how to have conversation. Like think about the average guy and him hitting on women and how terrible he is at it. Now think about him being a woman who's never had to actually approach a dude before, who's never had to, to convince someone they should be someone that they're with. Fucking trash. Most people can't even have conversations. And that used to be me, weirdly enough. Like, Bila, you remember me growing up. Like, mm -hmm. I really struggled to have conversations with people. You know, I, I didn't feel like that when you were at home, but I didn't realize how you were when you were with groups of people. When I saw that, I was like, I was confused. Because at home, you, you, you're energetic. And then when you're with hella people, you stay hella quiet. Yeah. And then eventually, like, after college, you were just talking to everybody. Or, or you were being very vocal in the group. Yeah, that was the move to New York that changed everything. So I know I've done that transition. So if anyone's listening and you were like an extreme introvert socially, I, I guess it's called social anxiety, you know, getting all like nervous and sweaty when you're talking. Like, I don't know if you know, Jordan, but like I had a hard time just making eye contact with people. It was it was pretty bad. And now like talking to strangers on the street, having conversations hour and a half conversations with strangers on a podcast and being able to make it lively in conversation. It's crazy. It's crazy. All those things. If you struggle with like being social, my remedy, you're not going to like to hear it, but it's simply trial by fire. You just got to desensitize yourself to it and just constantly push. And it might be a multi-year process. Like this wasn't overnight for me, but got to a point where, I mean, that kid, quiet kid will always be a part of me. So like in a big crowded room full of people, I only can do so much before I'm just like, I want to go home. But yeah. I think that's just being introverted. But I think too, for people, because it like my dad, he like raised me. So like I was making like speeches, religious speeches, like at a really young age. So I've always had like the public speaking part, but I'm still very introverted. And even today, like, I'm, I'm very choosy when it comes to how social I am in certain situations. But I think the gem that I found is find somebody that you know loves to hear your voice and loves to have that social energy. Like, I have a couple best friends. I think you, like, you like when I'm energetic. You get a kick out of when we're in a social space and people just come up to me and start talking. And because I know that I'm around people that love that energy for me, it's easier for me to give it. I'm not going to offer it in a room full of people that I don't know because one, they don't deserve it. But two, it's not serving anybody, especially me because I'm introverted.
But if I know that it's helping somebody else and they're also enjoying the space and energy, it makes it a lot easier, which is why I think you're more social when we're together, too. Yeah, it's crazy how we like, I don't know, it's a nice combination. Very nice. That's why I like Bilal. Yeah, I remember when we were doing the street interviews, it took us, I sort of had to hype myself up a little bit. Yeah, um, yeah. Me too, yeah. me too. Yeah, it's easy to get nervous and get in your head about it. And once you get the first one out of the way, it starts like making it easy. But I think a lot easier. But no offense to you, Bilal, but like around Jordan, this shit would be so easy. I feel like I would just, I'd be even funnier and more lively and like have a really, really good time with strangers. So that's what what her presence does for me. I'd like to see a video with that. Hopefully, we can get something. Maybe we can go to brunch and then just explore if it's warm enough. I'll be brought with brunch. I mean, we got brunch on Sunday, too. No, that's lunch. I looked at the menu. It's kind of whack. (laughs) (laughs) I told her we could go to a bar that's going to have the the race on their TVs. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Formula One. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jordan, do you want to plug any socials before we end it? Like your dating um, service, Jordan? Maybe this is your passion. Who knows? Helping girls find guys. And helping moms. Oh, I can't say too much about that. Oh, yeah. You don't want to share it and have nah, someone nah, else nah. do it? Yeah, nah. Not up in here. I will fight. Yeah. You know what? Unfortunately, we didn't get to talk about breast milk and all the different forms of it. <laughs> That's an inside joke. <laughs> For the listeners, maybe next time Jordan's on, we could talk about all the different ideas I guess I came up with. He's really excited about breast milk, guys. Yeah, totally. Why wouldn't it be? Uh, is that a hint for something more? Who knows? Next time on Table Moment. You see how I did that? <laughs> <laughs> you should start doing that. Yeah, I know. Next time on Table Moment. <laughs> yeah.